Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Welcome back to So You Want to Be a Witch. I'm your host, Sarah M. Chapel, and today we're talking about my favorite topic of 2021, why I hate Patreon. Now, I know that sounds a little incendiary, and I'm not necessarily trying to be that way on purpose, but I really have developed a deep loathing of this platform and what it is doing to small business owners. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me post about this, talk about this in our free coaching episodes, etc. But I wanted to really break down what the issue is with platforms like this, why I think that, frankly, they're robbing you and maybe even perpetuating a fraud. Okay, not literally, but conceptually, they definitely are, and what to do instead. So I wanna make a massive caveat here. I know that a lot of you use Patreon. I know a lot of my customers and students use Patreon as well. If Patreon is working for you as a platform, if you are happy with it, if you are making the money you want and you don't care about the insane fees we're gonna discuss, fine, you can ignore this. But for most people, I think that you think that Patreon is working for other people, and I'm here to tell you it's not. Patreon is not working for other people. I have a handful of clients who are making anything remotely appropriate for their skill set on Patreon, and I'm going to talk about why I think that's happening today. So the first problem with Patreon up front is that they charge an insane percentage of your income to host you on their platform. Now, this is one of these things that is very challenging when you're starting your business because an income percentage sounds good. I'm actually going to read. I am on the website today. I'm really having fun being over on the Patreon website, looking at their marketing around this. They say, we only succeed when you succeed. Well, that sounds nice, right? Patreon wants to be friends with you. Oh, I guess I should say what Patreon is for those of you who maybe don't know. Patreon is a subscription platform it was initially designed for creators to essentially help podcasters, artists, creators monetize by having folks pay small monthly amounts to get access to behind the scenes kind of stuff. Over the past few years, it's really expanded. It's not just podcasts who are releasing bonus episodes on it. Now we're seeing tarot readers, healers, coaches, educators try, I'm saying try, to build their platforms on Patreon. And we're talking about why I think that's happening. Let's talk about this egregious payment structure that Patreon has. So they say, I'm on the pricing page right now, patreon.com forward slash pricing. We only succeed when you succeed. Well, that sounds good, right? They're trying to tell you that their success is tied to your success. I'm going to go ahead and let you know that's true for any business. If your business fails, they're going to lose your, lose your subscription regardless. So you know, <laughs> this is not a real incentive. This is all marketing. It's completely free to get started. We only receive a small percentage once you start earning on Patreon, plus an industry standard rate for processing payments from your patrons. So what does this look like? Okay. The reason that this drives me so crazy is that they are 100% banking on the fact that their customers are either not going to do the math or are so desperate for a free solution that they will come onto this platform. And I'm saying this with a lot of love and care because I've had a lot of conversations with y'all and I know that that's a primary driver. Patreon feels easy, both from a tech perspective, but also from a finance perspective. You don't have to put up any money up front. They only start getting paid when you get paid. So let's look at what this payment structure looks like. 
And then we'll talk about the concepts behind it, but I just need to do some math here. So their light version, simple tools to set up recurring support from your fans, which basically has a creator page. And you can do like these baseline, um, people can give you money. It's a tip jar. They take 5% of the monthly income you earn on Patreon plus payment processing fees. So if you're making a hundred bucks a month, right? 5% is not so bad. You're like, that's just five bucks. No worries. Okay. Let's say you start making a thousand dollars a month. Wow. That kind of sucks. That's 50 bucks, right? You're starting to spend a massive amount of money just on your platform. Now, the reality is most of you are not on light. Most of you are on pro. That's because that's how you get the membership tiers, which is something that Patreon has decided is a good strategy. I actually really dislike this strategy. We can talk more about that in a moment. But um, this idea that, you know, if you pay more, you get more access. And a lot of folks are using this to kind of mimic a sliding scale. So everyone gets the same access, but you can pay at different rates. Some folks are using this to gate certain content and not other content, have different rewards, etc. It's actually funny, they changed their language a lot now. Now they call it a membership. It didn't really used to be. The, Patreon didn't used to refer to itself as a membership platform. This is, this is a new development. But basically what they're saying is by having these tiers, people are paying at different price points and get access to different stuff. So for example, um, I've had clients in the past who, and I've actually done this myself, at a certain Patreon tier, you get a reading every month or something, right? You get like a three card custom tarot reading every month, or you get a quarterly package or something like that. So the idea being that people will upgrade into more expensive things to get more stuff from you. Having an upgrade plan in your business is not a bad idea, but um, in the context of, of memberships, which is what they're now pretending to be here on Patreon, I'm going to tell you why I don't like it in a minute. But most of you are on this pro plan, and I know this because every single Patreon that I see that y'all send my way or that I, I see as a link in your bio, it, it has membership tiers, right? So that means you are paying 8% of the monthly income you earn to Patreon. Now, why is this driving me so nuts? I'm going to like, this is a math problem, plain and simple. If what you really want is just a tip jar, if you really just want folks to be able to send you some cash your way because they like your Instagram posts, they benefit from it, they read your blog, they listen to your podcast, then maybe this doesn't matter to you. What I really want to look at today are the folks who are using this and think this is the best membership platform. You are trying to create sustainable recurring revenue in your business based off of Patreon. 8% is a humongous number to pay monthly of your income. So let's just say you do get to a point, I mean, this is where it becomes kind of circular. Patreon drives down the value of your work, and we'll talk about that in a minute, which means it's gonna be hard to hit these higher price points, which means that you don't necessarily feel the burn of paying 8%. But again, at $800, let's say you're making $100 a month on Patreon, eight bucks doesn't feel too bad. You're like, okay, that's fine. If we're making $1,000 a month and you are paying $80 a month to be on Patreon, you are now actively losing money to this platform because there are other solutions that are far less expensive that have flat rates. So let's just say you do get to $1,000. I think some of you are there or close, right? I would say, honestly, even at 500 bucks, if you're spending $40 a month to be on Patreon, you are, you're spending too much money. They say that this percentage tie maintains their alignment with their creators, right? And they use this money to do all sorts of things. They use it to create education. They, they say they 
they, they say they do. They say, you know, that there's all these, you know, different ways to, um, you know, they have these workshops, they have all this customer support and, um, you know, creator first education, learn how to effectively run your creative business in our workshops, world-class knowledge base and creator resources, right? So they're taking your money and they are spending that on resources to keep you on their platform. Now that's not abnormal, um, but they're essentially pitching you on this idea that they are going to be a business coach for you, that they are going to be your business education system, and that you are just by being on Patreon going to have a more successful business, all for by paying them 8% per month. Now, my guess is a lot of you actually have bigger goals than $1,000, right? You probably want to be able to maybe cover your expenses. This is a pretty common goal for a lot of folks, right? Cover rent, cover expenses. Depending on where you live, that could be very different. Let's say you want to be making, I don't know, let's say $50,000 a year, right? Times 0.08. Now you're giving Patreon $4,000 a year. $4,000 for this platform. When we start to do the math, we begin to see where this becomes a real problem because, and we'll talk about some alternatives today, but there are other platforms that can do the exact same thing and you would be paying closer to $100 or $200 a year instead of $4,000 a year. So when we're looking at any software platform, we need to assess our goals. Where are you trying to go? And what Patreon does is they capture you at your most vulnerable when you probably don't have any money. You probably don't have a big platform yet. You, um, if your business is already churning, you might not be coming on Patreon. Though I have to be honest, I see a lot of very established people, especially in the more creator, influencer, education space, hop on Patreon as well, um, which is just to me even more depressing because you're going to be losing. You're losing so much money at this platform. Um, but I recommend sitting down first of all and doing the math actually look at this. Now you're going to be noticing I've been talking just about the Patreon fees. As they state, this also does not include payment processing. Now this is normal. Processing credit cards and payments from your customers is usually a percentage fee in your business and for small businesses is pretty much non-negotiable. We do not have a lot of bargaining rights. Usually it's much bigger businesses that are able to negotiate different rates for processing fees. So I think of a credit card processing fee as essentially being a set fee in your business and you aren't going to really get around it. That's what's different between a credit card processing fee, as in that is the industry standard and you can't get around it, and Patreon, where a percentage fee to use the platform is actually not the industry standard. This is, this is not normal. You do not have to do this. So, you know, they have flexible processing fees. Their processing fees are pretty standard. 2.9% plus 30 cents is a pretty standard payment processing fee. They have a micropayment rate, which I really hate to be honest, per successful payment, $3 or less. And a lot of folks start their Patreons at $3. Some of you have $1, but $3 is a very common entry point for Patreon. So that means that you're actually losing 5% of your of your, your fee to, to payment processing plus the Patreon fee. So now you are spending between 11 and uh, what, $13, 13% just to get your own money, just to get the money that you get. <laughs> and even more than this, they, um, oh, I thought I saw that somewhere. I have to double check. You also have to have, you have flexible payouts, right? Or monthly auto payouts. You know, what's normal is just having your payments go directly to your bank account, right? They are holding on to your money on the platform, which is weird. This is also a problem because if they decide that they don't like your platform anymore, that um, they're gonna shut you down, 
Um, I can imagine there can be some problems actually getting your money out of it if their censorship comes into play. And we do have some episodes from a few years ago, uh, one with Alexis P. Morgan, uh, that was episode 42, and then also with Toby Newson, which was episode 36. Both of them talk about uh, being on Patreon and being censored on Patreon, um, specifically for sex work or conversations around sex and sensuality. Yeah, and different kinds of photos and kind of art that is, uh, yeah, erotic art, if you will. So I would definitely listen to that. So they're holding on to your money. When I get paid for my membership site, um, that payment is processed directly on Stripe or PayPal. I do use both for the membership. For everything else, I only use Stripe. Um, that means that Stripe holds on to my money only so long as to fully process it, receive it, and then send it to my bank account. I don't have to go in and pay myself whenever I want. Um, I don't receive monthly auto payouts. I get paid when I get paid. There is usually a two to three day turnaround time, which is annoying, but my money isn't being held onto by my payment processors. PayPal doesn't work differently. They do hold on to the money, but that's because PayPal wants you to spend out of PayPal. It's a little bit different. It's kind of like PayPal is kind of like having a business checking account. That's really how it's set up. It's like its own account. So I'm saying this because now when you do the math, using this platform is costing most people over 10% of their revenue. When instead your percentage payout should be just whatever that credit card processing fee is. Now, I, I know this is a little bit technical, but I am so fucking pissed that so many of you are losing money to Patreon that I wanted to break down this math. We didn't even talk about this premium tier where there's 12% and you get dedicated coaching and support. I really can't even imagine what this hat, what that is. I mean, that's fine. I'm, I'm sure it's great. Uh, but we learn a lot about how the fact of what they are saying that they get, that you get from this platform is education. Um, they're, job is to get you to stay on the platform, right? So there, we only succeed when you succeed thing. I, I mean, sure. Like, yeah, that's true. That's true of literally anything that you're going to use. Um, but this, this concept that being on Patreon is somehow going to help you get more customers. That's where I think they are. And I'm using, I shouldn't say perpetuating a fraud. Please don't come at me. Don't sue me. Um, but that's where I think that they are stretching the truth a little bit. So the primary reason people seem to be using Patreon is because it feels easy and because you don't have to pay anything up front. I hear that, right? Again, we've done a couple episodes. We did one a few months ago where I redid my business on a budget episode. I have been there. I know when you are starting your business that paying for the softwares you need to start your business can feel very high, especially if you don't have a background like in an in-person business and have had to pay rent or something like that. If you're just online, it can feel like a lot to all of a sudden have to be paying 20, 30, $40 a month for a piece of software. I get it. I literally have been there and had to make those choices and it was hard. Um, we do have that business on a budget episode. Go and check it out if you're in that place. So it feels easy and it feels inexpensive, even though it's actually very expensive. Again, 8%. If you're making $1,000 a month, you are giving $80 to Patreon. That's massive. For a membership my size, we would be giving them so much fucking money. Like I it's a huge it's a huge chunk of your profit to have as a of your revenue to have as a percentage rather than a fixed rate. Okay. Um and run your own numbers, right? But this is what this is that's my gets my primary ire. But my real ire is reserved for change the way art is valued. Let your most passionate fans support your creative work via monthly membership. 
So you come to Patreon and their promise essentially is that you're going to have a more successful business by being on this platform. And they do something really sneaky where you, the first thing you do when you land on this page on the top bar, there it says product, that's about them for creators. Here's all the different information, pricing, resources, starter kits, right? This whole thing is actually customer facing and you are the customer, don't get it wrong. You are the customer, not your customers. <laughs> you are the customer, right? And they have a search bar that says, find a creator. And you scroll down and there's a, find a creator you love. Search the 20, 200,000 creators on Patreon. There is a sense that they, they, and it's very, I would say, I don't know if it's even subtle, they don't really come out and say it, but there is a sense here that by being on this platform, you are going to be discovered and have a leg up. That is what they are selling on the underbelly of this, right? It's not just the platform. They're like, oh, come search for us. No one finds new creators by searching on Patreon. That's not how this works. Patreon does zero for your lead generation. So they're taking 8% or more of your revenue and they are not actually helping you to acquire customers. The places where people tend to get paid percentages in a business is usually when they are actually acquiring customers. So they are, this is sales, lead generation, affiliates, things like that are often percentages because they have actually brought you new customers. Patreon is acting like they are going to bring you new customers and they don't. And this is important because once you get into Patreon, I think there is some sense that, oh, everyone's on Patreon, so I might as well be on Patreon because people are already there, so they're already used to it. Sure, there is some kind of investment in the platform, but there's no cross-pollination. So it's not like you are on the Patreon app and you are seeing other stuff you might be interested in, right? There's no algorithmic benefit. There's no promotional benefit. And I may be wrong about this because it has been a very long time since I have used Patreon. I don't use it. I don't support people through it. I don't want to give Patreon my money. I know this might, this is the hill I am dying on because I'm very, very convinced that we can do something better for you guys. Um, and I, I don't have a Patreon anymore. We had one, I shut it down because it was for reasons we'll talk about in a second. But my understanding also is that if you have the app or something, you aren't seeing everything in one feed anyway right, that the feeds are still siloed. So there's not even the benefit of seeing all your, all the people you're interested in supporting in one place. That would be cool. Um, so there's a sense that Patreon acts like they are making it easier for you to get customers and they aren't. And they are taking a payment slice as if they are helping people find you and they're not, okay? Now, I definitely have problems with the actual user interface of Patreon, and this is this is a personal thing, but I think it is really ugly. I think that it makes it hard for people to make buying decisions. The more tiers you have, the more confusing it is. Tiers and memberships, I actually think, are a terrible fucking idea because giving people more choices usually means that they do not make a decision, right? Decision fatigue is real. Folks are naturally going to go towards lower tiers because they want to spend less money. That is normal. That's how our brains work. Some of this is like behavioral economics stuff, but basically we tend to like things that are less expensive. Um, we don't like free things as much, but we tend to like things that are less expensive. And Patreon kind of encourages you to create this extremely complex um, ecosystem that your customers have to decide how they want to interact with. And it's really complicated. It's hard to, the sales pages are super ugly. It's super hard to find information. You actually can't 
use the best communication methods on Patreon. The pages make it very hard to. And I'm just like, side note, like if you're going, if you're sold on Patreon, I would have a sales page on your website and then send people to Patreon. Don't count on your Patreon page to actually sell people for you. It's way too confusing. Um, so there you go. I mean, that's just another tier of work because you're using Patreon, but those, those pages are so hard to read. And then all of a sudden there's like 50 different choices and you have to try to figure out what's the difference between each of these tiers and this, that, and the other thing. I really truly believe that having all these tiers and memberships is a broken system. Um, it comes from, it, it's a scarcity FOMO based way of selling. And to see so many folks who I know are really challenged by that, use that method. And my guess is maybe people don't realize that's what it is. Um, but basically what you're doing when you have that method is you're trying to get people to upsell by showing them what they're missing out on. And this is, this kind of comes back to like a little bit of earlier website days. You still see this, but where essentially you get like the beginning of a piece of an article and then the rest of its content blocked. Well, of course you definitely still see this. This is like what all the newspaper sites do, right? You get like the first, like you get like the lead and then you're, you have to pay and that's fine. But usually there's not like 20 different tiers to try to figure out, oh, am I going to miss out if I don't get to go on like the monthly Zoom call or something? Is that something that's important to me? And all of a sudden you're creating this like stressful environment for your customers where you're asking them to decide what they need when you're the expert in your work. And it can feel like you're, you're empowering customers to be like, oh, here's all these choices. But the reality is if they knew what they needed, they might not even be on your Patreon page. They'd frankly probably be hiring somebody to actually help them solve their problem. So by having all these different choices, it's actually overwhelming because they make like, you are the person who knows your work. You know what people need um, in order to receive your work. It's your job to tell them what the offer is. It's your job to tell them what container you're providing. And if you're providing 50 different fucking containers on a Patreon page, that's not going to do it. HBA members know that I'm pretty keen on keeping things streamlined and simple. That doesn't mean we can't test different things or do different things at all. But that often what we end up with is this like, it's like all these things that are like barely different. Okay. But let's also look at it from, and it's confusing for the customer, but let's look at it from your perspective. You now have to deliver on what, three, five, 10 different tiers on your Patreon that are all slightly different. Oh, this person gets a PDF, but this person gets a PDF and a voice recording from me. And this person gets a PDF and a voice recording and a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call. It's like the shit I see is insane. It's, we, it creates a mindset where we mine ourselves. We actually are, it is so exploitative. We are like exploiting our labor in the hopes that somebody will upgrade an extra like $3 a month, right? And there's this idea that because it's theoretically recurring revenue, like all recurring revenue, um, they can leave at any time. And guess what they do, right? This is like normal. Churn is the, is the term for that. The number, the percentage of people that are leaving a subscription every month or during any pay period, totally normal to have churn. But this, um, this sense of like, like, oh, what can I do? How can I perform? It, it, it's this, you know, what performance do I need to put on in order to get people to give me this extra $3? And it's fucking heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Your work is like is worth more than that. And I'm not talking about pricing specifically, but this mindset of trying to create these tiers to hope that somebody will buy a higher end one so that you can actually like fucking pay your rent, right? I'm, don't worry, I'm getting to actual solutions, but I did warn you, I think that this was a rant. I started by saying I hate Patreon, so here we are. Okay, 
So it creates a mindset. The second mindset that Patreon creates is a drive to the bottom of the barrel of pricing. Patreon was really designed to be a virtual tip jar. There's nothing wrong with a virtual tip jar. Uh, fine, if what you want are tips, I mentioned that earlier, right? If what you want are tips, then this is a virtual tip jar. Awesome. The problem is that people expect Patreon to be inexpensive. They expect it. That is part of the understanding of Patreon. Not only do they expect it, most people are meeting them there, right? They recommend tiers starting at $1, $3, $5 a month. And while this can feel like you're creating accessibility for people to access your work, often on the back end, what I see are people doing a massive amount of labor that they are completely underpaid for. That in fact, you would be better off not doing it all and just selling one one-on-one -on -one session a month and you would have more free time and the same amount of money more free time to create free content and the same amount of money, right? If one of your sessions is $100 an hour, let's say that's pretty standard, right? And your Patreon is $5, right? You need 20 patrons at $5 to, to make up for that, right? Membership math is a little complicated because you need so many people to make it work. But what I'm saying is that if those 20 people are actually different tiers and now you're doing different tiers of work for $100, you are literally better off just selling a one-on-one -on -one session and using that free time to create other offers that make you more money, to do awesome free stuff, to do things that are not business related. When you break down anything even remotely approaching an hourly wage for working on Patreon, for most people, it is a very depressing wage and it is an exploitative wage and you deserve better. You deserve better. It is your intellectual property. It is your labor. You deserve better. Now, this is not the fault of your customers. I want to be super clear about this. This is about the mindset with which creators approach Patreon, but also the mindset of Patreon, which has now been around for many years and has gotten people used to the idea that Patreon is a place where you throw a few bucks at a, at a creator to say, oh, I appreciate you, right? And then in return, they expect things, right? This isn't actually a tip jar. That's the problem. People expect things. They want behind the scenes. They want access to you. They want that parasocial relationship. They want to feel like they know you and that they're special. That's what patrons are, right? Patrons, uh, I mean, historically, these are people who are wealthy. I'm not saying that's true for Patreon people, but like really people with money who want to get glory <laughs> off the shine of artists, right? And now a patron relationship is fine. I love that there are people with more money in this world who are sharing it with creative folks who are less likely to make that kind of money. Great. Wealth redistribution, I'm here for it. How that manifests on Patreon, though, is that folks expect to be able to throw a few bucks at you and get access. Now, you can have great boundaries on Patreon, that's cool, but getting people to pay higher price points and actually properly compensate you for your work, not so much. And this is one of the issues that I ran into. So I mentioned we did have a Patreon for my podcast many years ago. And we probably we were probably making like 120 bucks a month. And at the time that covered like our editing, I think, you know, uh, I mean, this was several years ago. So basically editing was covered. And of course, you know, I have to pay for web hosting. I pay, you know, there are fees associated with this to say nothing of my own time. And now we have, a, you know, a podcast manager like there's more. And at the time, I was really grateful for it. But at some point, I actually decided to take, I, I sent a note to everyone and I took out all of the, um, all of the rewards because I was doing all this extra labor. I was doing these readings that nobody cared about. I mean, that was a big thing with Patreon. People sign up for these subscriptions, then you're doing these sessions or you're offering these sessions and like no one fucking cares. It's just no, there's no buy-in. There's no teeth on it. No one, like there's, there's no, there's, there's a very low engagement 
on something like Patreon because people think of it as a tip jar. You probably have some people who love it. And maybe you have some people where they've put all of their writing on Patreon and like you're super into it. So you go and you actually read their blog posts or whatever. Cool. But in general, we found it had no teeth. People weren't actually using the resources. So not only was I being drastically underpaid and I was overworking for that money, oh my goodness, so much, people weren't using it. And call me old fashioned, but when people buy something from me, I want them to use it. You are all you are all who you are. I mean, if you choose to join one of my programs and not engage with it, that is up to you. You are adults. But my goal as a facilitator of programs, as a teacher, as a as a guide human is to get you to use my shit. I don't want your money for you to not use it. I want you to use it. <laughs> so having this money, this exchange, it felt so bad because I was already doing all the labor of the podcast, right? So this is I don't get paid for this, right? It's part of our marketing strategy, but I like this is quote unquote, free labor, right? And especially at the time it was because I was not making a lot of money in my business. So I was already not getting paid for the podcast. And now I was doing a bunch of other labor that I was barely being paid for that people didn't even give a shit about. And my story is not uncommon. Again, some of you may be having different experiences, but I hear more and more that this is what is happening. We are overextending ourselves and being underpaid. And the platform itself, it is, it's the platform itself has trained people to believe that the value of your work is low. So I love this front page, change the way art is valued for $3 a month, right? This like, this just drives me fucking nuts. There's my rant. So we have several issues we've talked about here, right? We've talked about this percentage fee bullshit, which just drives me absolutely nuts, right? They are charging you so much money for the privilege of using their platform. Honestly, fuck that. And we'll talk about some other solutions. Um, there is the actual user interface, which is kind of shitty. No one likes. And that, you know, even though it's easy to set up, it is not optimized for conversion. So I, it's really hard as a customer to use. There's the way the platform is facilitated in that it encourages all these different tiers, which is a FOMO style of, uh, of selling, which is, again, fine. Um, you know, I, I, you know, we use, we use limitations some in my business, but for me, this is one where I'm just like, it doesn't even fucking work. It is overwhelming. And ultimately what it results in is you having essentially 12 different products through the lens of one offer doing a lot of delivery for not a lot of money. Patreon also drives prices down, right? Most Patreons, I mean, maybe $11 a month. It's the fees are very low what people are actually paying. And as a result, often engagement is low and people don't even fucking care. And I'd say that this whole concept ultimately of the tip jar, I actually don't think it does value work. I think it devalues your work. And while it can feel nice, especially at the beginning to have some folks throwing cash your way, Ultimately, Patreon is not a sustainable business model unless you have a massive audience because the value proposition for your customer is so unclear. I even venture it's low. The value proposition is low. The the platform itself encourages low engagement, low cost tip jar mindsets that is extractive and frankly exploitative of your labor. That's my take on Patreon. Now, am I saying that all this is like on purpose and that Patreon, like the people who run it are evil? No, not not at all. I I really don't care. But this is how this is playing out in the marketplace. And so many folks are starting their businesses thinking that, oh, if I just have a Patreon, I will succeed. And because people aren't willing to talk about the fact that they aren't actually making any money on Patreon, everyone keeps thinking that it's working. It's not. It's not working. 
I'm here. I'm the one behind the scenes. I will tell you, I know of one or two people who are making a sustainable several hundred dollars a month on Patreon. And even then, I'm kind of like, they could make more using something else. <laughs> so, and again, I, it's not like I've done a formal survey. Just, I see this a lot, okay? Here's my behind-the-scenes glimpse, is that people are not generating revenue on this effectively. I'm going to add a couple caveats, right? If you really are a content creator, and like basically you want to be writing blog posts all day, or you just want to, you just want to be podcasting, and that that's what you want to do. Sure, this could work. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make some other suggestions for you, but I I under I think that could work. But if you are and content creators are business owners, but I want to be like if you are a business owner, right? If you are trying to create products and services that change people's lives, and you are not so much a a writer or a creator or an artist, um, this model is fucking broken because it is undervaluing your work. Um, I think it's undervaluing the work of artists as well, but I just, I can understand why this feels like a good fit if really you're like, well, I just want to be writing so then people can pay for my writing. Fine. I'm ragging on Patreon here. Substack is the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> 10% is how much Substack is taking. And shockingly, Substack is now offering free classes on how to make your newsletter work because they know that they're charging too fucking much. And you know, Substack is fine, but also it's literally not necessary. You don't need these softwares. We'll talk about some other ones. 10% on Substack, y'all. And I do want to say, you know, when Patreon came out, there weren't as many options to make subscriptions with um, without a lot of tech knowledge. And that's obviously how they've eaten up market share over the years, right? They make it comparatively easy. But the good news is, is that that's not true anymore. There are tons of other options. Um, so we'll talk about those shortly. So what do you do instead? Right. I just ragged on Patreon for a while. You're like, Sarah, thanks for making me feel like shit about my business choices. That's that's really not my goal. I want to be super clear on that. But seeing y'all not make enough money for your work is is it it does. It breaks my heart. Um, So what do we do instead? The good news, bad news is, is that good news, there's tons of options. The bad news, though, yes, in order to actually make these work, you do need to put in a little bit more effort. But the rewards that you can reap are much higher. So I mentioned my primary issues with Patreon, though there are many, are twofold. It is the pricing and it is the value proposition. I am willing, all right, I can't guarantee, and also this is a podcast, uh, don't, you know, don't at me, I'm saying things on a podcast, but I can almost guarantee that if you move off of Patreon, even if your content stays almost exactly the same, but you move it onto a platform that is not Patreon, even a teachable um, even a Thinkific, I don't care. It doesn't have to be a custom platform. Even Mighty Networks, though I also hate Mighty Networks because their pricing is, oh, that's a whole other conversation. Mighty Networks has the same pricing issues. Please take a look at it before you invest in it. I know y'all like having something that isn't Facebook to like have a community, but the user interface is not great and the pricing is, is egregious. Moving off of Patreon, I almost guarantee that you can charge more immediately because of the mindset of Patreon where people come to it subconsciously or consciously expecting it to be cheap. Your work is not cheap, it shouldn't be. And let's not conflate accessibility with, with cheap, right? You can create accessible offers, you can create free offers, you can create sliding scale, you can create scholarships, you can do all sorts of cool stuff without devaluing your work. Those are two different things. Accessibility and cheap are not the same thing. And financial accessibility, I mean, in this particular case. So what do we do instead? Move to a different platform. 
almost anything else will give you the opportunity to present your work with the value that it deserves without the baggage of the cultural expectation that Patreons are inexpensive and that their only job is to collect $3 payments from people who kind of care about your work and like from your friends and your mom, okay? When you move to a different platform, you are actually able to create an ecosystem, a community, if you will, depending on your work, but essentially an ecosystem for your offer that can better communicate the true value of your work. This is huge because value perception is just that it is a perception. It is a communication. Value is not fixed. And this is a huge thing to understand in business. We've talked about pricing in other episodes, so I'm not going to go so into that today, but especially with subscriptions, value is not fixed. It is a communication that is your responsibility. And Patreon is communicating something about how you perceive your value, whether you mean it to or not, that it's low. Moving to another platform will almost automatically give you the ability to charge more and to do it in a way that is sustainable for you, right? So even if you want to charge $5 a month, though, honestly, I'm not going to recommend that for anything because the number of customers and the audience size you need to make that work is very, very large. But let's say you want to charge $19 a month, $27 a month, $37 a month for your membership, your subscription, your level of support. Just by being on another platform, you are going to be having an easier time doing that because the devaluing nature of Patreon will no longer be affecting you. Okay, so let's talk about some other platforms. My current favorite from just pricing and also conceptually is called ghost.org. We talked about this a little bit in the um, business on a budget episode. Ghost is relatively new. I like it because it is open source software. If you're super techie, you can actually install it on your own. You can basically install it on your own and use the software for free. Most of us are not that way. I'm not going to do that. It's easier just to pay them and do it on their thing. You can start monthly for $11 a month based on an audience of up to 500 members. For the vast majority of folks starting a membership or a subscription, that is plenty, okay? We're not at a place where we've had over 500 active members inside of HBA and HBA is a six-figure membership, okay? So just to be like, that's, that's plenty for you to get started. <laughs> $11 a month, and that's if you're paying monthly. If you pay annually, it goes down to $9 a month. Now, I'm not, I'm shilling for ghosts, but like I'm not an affiliate. $11 a month, right? Now, let's do our math again. If you're making anything over $100 basically on Patreon, on that middle tier, you're already paying Patreon that much money for a lot less value. Now, ghost is really fun because it's essentially content newsletters and payments all in one place. You can have a custom domain, so it can just be on your own, you can be your own website. So it's not patreon.com forward slash give me $3. It's, you know, membership.sarahmchapel.com, which as much as I'm like all about scrappy, I do think that um, even though people have gotten more used to it, custom domains and things that look a little bit more custom or more branded do convey more value to your customers. That's another problem with Patreon, right? Is that you can't white label it. It's all... It's all just Patreon. You're, pay, you're basically paying Patreon to advertise themselves, right? They're like taking that. That's a huge issue I have with this platform is that they're advertising themselves. So something like Ghost, look at it. Pay them nine bucks a month. Nine bucks a month is cheap. I think that's like probably cheaper or about the same price as like a Squarespace website at this point. And, you know, it has email support and they support open source software, which I'm a big fan of personally. But this is exciting. If you need to grow, then there are other tiers and that's fine. And it's a flat rate. 
So when you get to a thousand members, if you have a thousand members, now you're paying at their baseline $19 a month. Okay, let's do that math again. Even if it's $5, right? Let's just say $5 is your membership, right? So we're paying $5,000. Let's say, yeah, let's say it's five bucks to have a thousand people. That sounds pretty great, right? <laughs> on Patreon, you would be paying Patreon on their middle tier $400 a month for the same service that Ghost is gonna provide to you for $19 a month. Can you see why I get so pissed about this? So Ghost is really fantastic option. It's a lot easier to set up than a lot of the ones that are a little bit more robust. And it's really designed for, like you can use it for a lot of different memberships up, but it is designed for content. So if you are doing writing and you're doing blogging and you're doing podcasts and like you, this is so powerful and it has a bunch of great integrations so that you can have that kind of commenting chat feature that Patreon has. I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm really fucking impressed with them. I'm not going to lie. I'm really impressed. And also this is better than Substack for sure for the exact same, the exact same thing. So something like Ghost and also Ghost, this does, it has different designs. So you can make it look more custom to your business instead of just advertising Patreon, right? Um, the other thing that I like a lot for folks who are getting started out is Member Vault, membervault.co and Member Vault, their pricing is free for the first uh, oh, they increased it. It was now free to 100 members. Oh, I love it when they do that. Okay, um, it used to be 50, it's now 100. You can have, there are no transaction fees, there's no additional fees. It is free for up to 100 members. You don't pay until you get over 100 members and then you're paying $19 a month. Y'all! <laughs> and again, their, their user interface isn't quite as slick as Ghost in my opinion, but it's super easy, it's still brandable, and there you go, it's free. Okay, so, Here's just some examples. I think I talk about a few more in the business on a budget episode. My point being that Patreon is not the cheapest, it is not the easiest, and it is most likely not going to work. So starting to look at these other alternatives is really important if you actually want this to be sustainable. Now, I've been on my high horse now for, oh my goodness, over 40 minutes. I'm sorry, though I hope this has been useful. And this is probably about as much as we're gonna cover today on this topic. But the reason this is coming up, first of all, is because I hate Patreon and I'm sick of y'all losing money. But the second is because I have been hearing from so many of you that you are ready to either start or grow a subscription revenue membership thing sustainably. And I want to help you do that. I am a big fan of making sure I'm testing things before I teach them. I really wanted to make sure that I had HBA completely dialed in. And of course we're keeping HBA going, of course. Um, it's the best thing ever, uh, my favorite thing we do. I wanted to make sure I had that super dialed in that I had tested a bunch of different stuff that I knew, you know, essentially how to scale it on all levels from an operations and sales side before we really started teaching memberships because, you know, uh, yeah, I think it's important to have experience with what you're teaching, just saying. Um, and we did a membership workshop last December that went really well. And now I'm getting ready to create a more robust, high-end intimate program to help you grow sustainable memberships because ultimately, this is a model that creates increased accessibility, increased ease for you when it's set up properly. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, that recurring revenue thing is so fucking soothing. It is so soothing. But even the folks I know who are starting memberships, people are not actually growing them. And that's the piece that's missing. How do we start them and how do we actually grow them? 
you know, we just had a multiple five figure membership month, which was pretty fucking cool. Like there are really amazing possibilities here. So we're going to be talking more about this in the next couple months as I develop out this new program. But I just want to kind of put a pin, a little bug in your ear on the membership front, because if you've been thinking about starting one or you have one, but you're having a hard time growing it and sustaining it. And especially those of you who maybe are growing, but are like, oh my God, do I need to hire now? How do I manage all these people? How do I do this without burning out? This program is going to be for you because I, I truly believe that memberships are one of the best ways for small businesses to thrive. I, I, it's a humongously beneficial offer for everyone involved, but it has to be done properly. And when it's not done properly, people end up broke. They end up on fucking Patreon. They end up burned out. So I'm starting to put that bug in y'all's ear that that's going to be coming. Um, that's going to be an application only project. It is going to be for those of you who are maybe a little bit more established um, and are already have a membership or are really ready to start and run with one. And you're looking to, yeah, to scale it, to, to really impact a lot of people with it. And um, I'm going to go ahead and say in that program, we will not be using Patreon. <laughs> so I hope this has been helpful. I know it's a little bit ranty, but I really wanted to break down why I have such an issue with this platform, help you understand the foundational problems with it so you can make a more informed decision. If at the end of this, you're like, oh, well, I'm already embedded on Patreon, so I'm going to stay there. That means they won. They got what they wanted. They wanted you to be embedded so you wouldn't change it. Um, but and you're like, oh, no, it's easy enough for me or I really do just want a tip jar. Fine. But if what you're looking to do is to create an offer that actually helps your customers receive benefit, receive value, receive transformation. Right. If you're in HBA, you know, we have a whole lesson where we talk about what the transformation is and the different kinds of transformations your offer can provide. So this is true for you. Even if you're an artist or you're a writer, you don't have to be like a coach or a healer to be providing transformation to people. If you want that, though, if you want to actually be able to do that sustainably without exploiting your own labor, uh, yeah, yeah, get off, get off of Patreon. Make a strong choice for setting yourself up for success in your business, because ultimately anything that is percentage based is ripping you off. That's it. That's that. That's the tweet. This is a podcast. All right, y'all, you are amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Again, I hope my rant was helpful and I mean this with a lot of love. And if you guys love Patreon, then fine, you can keep using it. But I wanted to explain what my issue is with it, both from a financial and from a sales and marketing perspective and a longevity perspective, and start to point out that there are other options now. And y'all deserve better. Y'all deserve better than giving 8% of your fucking revenue to a software platform. Okay, that is my story for the day. Uh, we will be back here next week. Bye for now.